Hello, welcome to Gaming Vessels Season 6, Episode 4. And this is not your usual host, but just one of the usual participants on the call. This is uh, Trader Joe, a.k.a. Joe Fungul. Um, we have uh, one Mr. Kevin, a.k.a. Show, show Enough 71. I know you're under the weather, bro. I'm, thank you for joining us at least. Uh, but I am going to host, try to be the host with the most. But uh, oh, You're doing fine, man. Don't worry about it. I know. Yes, you are. Got to roll with that anxiety. Oh, my God. You got this, buddy. I got it. I got something. That's you got it. We'll play a montage for you. Yeah. You're the best around. No one's there to hold you down. Cobra Kai, do or die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you'd hear the other voice on this particular Skype call, that would be uh, one Mr. Uh, Desmond, a.k.a. What is your nickname? The oh, Bay yeah. Area Amos. Terra. The Bay Area Terror. There you go. No, I'm not feeling very ter- terrible right now. Uh, it's a beautiful the day Nemo outside. Six. Uh, what? Oh, the, the Nemo yeah. Six. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, right here, uh, ready to do this show. Talk to all. You know, talk to all you beautiful people out there in podcast land. So again, thank you for joining us as always. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks, uh, but we've been kind of busy. Uh, I mean, Desmond. Just celebrated a birthday last weekend on there, so you know I did. Again, you know, celebrating that uh, another year down to your eventual, you know, um, you know, well-aged personality that you are. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel very seasoned <laughs> now. Thank you. Yes, yes, just like all of us seems like, but. Uh, you're the same individual with, you know, everything that I knew you when I first met you, you know, you just kept, keep adding on. Yeah, it was great um, uh, hanging out with you. Thank you for coming up to visit for for the birth, for my birthday. Uh, Joe got me um, an IOU. It was great. He got me an IOU for the Steelbook of Bayonetta 1 and Vanquish, uh, two fantastic games. Uh, that if you have not played, please pick them up and do so. I own them both, but this one was like a was like an anniversary issue uh, done by Platinum um, that had both games uh, in a steel book. So I was like, this looks really cool, you know. And I think it'd be really kind of fun to do to to have this. And it was like, okay, and he got it for me. So I was like, yay! So soon I'll get yeah. it. Hopefully, um, haven't gotten it yet. So. We'll see. I think it comes on Tuesday. It comes on the 18th, I believe. Yeah, so, so there you go. And it's not that I haven't got it yet because it's not been released yet. So I cannot wait to play both those games. Again, uh, all up and looking beautiful, especially Vanquish. That game is fantastic. So Yeah, I might circle back to play those. I mean, I was meaning to pick them up on Steam, and they were like on sale for like 5 bucks. As soon as they announced this collection, guess what? They haven't been on sale since. Yeah, there you <laughs> like, go. <laughs> Oh, well. Uh, they have to do something, you know. They're, they're not dumb, you know. No, they're basically, not. These HD remasters that we're releasing are basically just ports of the Steam or PC versions of these games that have existed for quite a bit of time. It's not like they uh, decided to go ahead and, uh, you know, remaster this thing from scratch or something. They probably are using these assets still. So, But we love it. 
And as long as there's a market for it, people they'll still make them and people will still buy them. Of course. That's why Platinum just talked about last episode about the wonderful one-on-one. We don't have any news, but they did meet their Kickstarter goal at on now. So. It's awesome. Yep. But anyway, let's go into our usual segments on the show. And our first segment is going to cover what we've been playing these last few weeks. So with our playlist... All right, Dan, since uh, you are the man of the hour, Desmond, why don't you go and tell the good listeners out there what you've been playing these last few weeks? Sure. Yeah, definitely. So uh, a couple of games have come out, uh, but the main game that I've been playing most recently, um, it's a new game called Snack World, the Dungeon Crawl Gold or something like that. It's a super long title. It's a Japanese game done by Level 5. It is based on an anime and a manga and a huge, you know, kind of... I want to say it's like a gotcha uh, uh, type of thing because it's all about RNG. Like, it is a game about dungeon crawling and RNG. you think that would get super boring, but it's kind of interesting. You know, it, it kind of plays into that kind of luck of the draw kind of situation where where you you go on and you and you do these levels and the levels aren't super fat super super long, which is fantastic because I think if they were super long people wouldn't want to do it. But it has a lot of replayability. They add more creatures the more you do it, and you get new ability well you get weapons, you know, and you have this keychain, and you put you put it on your keychain, and on your keychain, it's just called the Jara holder, and then you basically have these little keychains of like swords and spears and all your weapons, and then you switch out, you switch you switch back and forth, and each one has a certain uh, uh, power level, so you can only you you can use your sword and your shield and stuff like that. Uh, but you can only do it a certain amount of time before you have to switch to a different weapon. And certain enemies, I'm finding out, are resistant to certain types of weapons. So the, the game will sometimes, you know, trigger you or, or, or tell you, "Hey, you should really check. You, you should really change your weapon." So, but it's been super fun, and it's um, and you get certain um, things, uh, uh, loot chests, uh, uh, chests that if you do certain things like if no one gets KO'd or if you don't get a state of status ailment or if you do if you if you um in the in the in the quest a certain uh, certain amount of time you'll get something you know I haven't seen that one but I think it's one of them but it's all these different things and you and you and you open up all the chests at the end and you might get a grand prize which is generally a weapon or something to that effect but you can buy weapons too it's just the money you get so much you don't get a lot of money doing this stuff so you create your own character you run around it's very silly the art style is very interesting um you know everyone has these kind of like long bow legs with big heads and stuff so it's very it's very comical and the music is pretty good with it it's very colorful um and it's 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 funny because like you have this little like this little pda like a buzzer type phone thing and you can uh, go on, you can go on, and then, like, the princess will give you, uh, the princess is, like, she'll give you, like, you know, what's cool, or what's in season, or what's, no, she doesn't do it, someone, something happens, you know, and, and you get this text that runs across the screen that says, you know, oh, the fashion has changed, and you have to change your fashion, like, your hat, your outfit, and, like, your, 
your weapon or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is. And you change it to meet whatever the fashion style is for that day. And you get like an extra bonus, you know, for, for when you're, when you're, when you're doing the, the actual levels and stuff. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's kind of funny. And, uh, the, the, the secondary cast is a supporting cast is kind of funny as well. I mean, it's just a fun little time waster that you can play with your friends. It's unabashedly like, it's very meta, you know, um, it, it like the land is RPG, which is like randomly random purchased something or another. So they so everything has an acronym, but it's kind of meta, you know. So it's just really weird and like like they don't mention certain things because it ruins the immersion. So it, it's it's like self aware and it's just funny. Uh, but the best thing about it though um, is the actual combat. The actual combat is very competent and it's it's pretty. It's pretty damn hard um, because you have to kind of roll around when you attack stuff, and each weapon, like you have a battle axe and you have a sword, and I, and I just got a a, a, um, a spear, and each one has a different animation and a different uh, movement speed. So while the game looks super cutesy, it's really kind of hard actually. And I was like, wow, I was very surprised, you know, at at, at the level of difficulty it is when you because like the the when they when all the enemies gang up on you, it can be very um, hard to kind of maneuver around and you have like a a a minion that kind of follows you around and they're called snacks (laughs) and uh i don't know why they're called snacks it's just weird they're like creatures like pokemon yeah 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 but i i have they give you one and she follows you around she can heal you every so often but you can have up to three snacks i guess and you have like pocket snacks which do something else it's just very bizarre um it's a very bizarre game. I'm still learning it. I, it just came out uh, Friday, uh, this past Friday, and I've been playing it like nonstop. It's a great game. But one of the best things about it is it's uh, it's uh, local and/or online wireless. So so you have so you have like the overall about about the game. Then you have the combat, which is really deep, and then you have the uh, you can play with anybody up to four different people uh, from all over the world, which is really cool. Um, because I think it's all over the world, but you basically just run around and, and, and fight together with people. So, so if you're looking for something for your switch, Kev, you might want to, you might want to pick up snack world. I mean, it, I, I, it sounds very silly and, and it is, but the combat is, is, is actually really good. And, and the, um, the, I guess the, um, the game loop isn't isn't too bad either. Like if you can get if you can get rid of like if if you can get past the the kind of silliness of the of the game and 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 the and the side and the side people, the game is actually really good. Like the first boss actually like the the first boss actually gave me a, like some trouble and I was like damn. So it's mm. it's it's a really worth a playthrough. Um, so that's the game that I've been really really focusing on. And then another game yeah. that we played. Uh, uh not too long ago actually was uh zombie army dead war 4 we played that a little bit you know as a threesome and that was kind of fun you know it's back to zombie war back to you know hitler rise rising zombies and fighting you know during world war 2 so it was more of the same good old you know shooting zombies in the head and the nuts and you know and and it's a, it's a it's a fun game you know they they added perks to it. They added a little bit more meat to it. That way, it's not just you know the gunplay. Like you can do a lot more stuff with it, um, which I which I enjoyed. Like it, I like the evolution of these games. That um, that um, 
I think it's rebellion. called Rebe- Rebellion. Is that the yeah Rebellion? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that Rebellion's doing. Um, it makes me want another Strange Brigade, Strange Brigade Two, because if this is the way they're doing, if this is the trajectory that they're going and, and how they're making their games, I really want another game um, from that, An- another Strange Brigade with 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 these perks that they have and like weapon perks and people perks and 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 melee perks and 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 how you can customize your character because again these are all like just giant horde modes over and over again which which I you know people think that's some people might think that's boring but it is so much fun for me you know I I really really enjoy it so those are the two games that I have been playing mostly oh and I've been playing a game on my phone I've tested out um I tested out uh, Apple Ar- Apple Arcade it's a uh, five bucks a month for like a curated, uh, a curated uh, phone things, and it's funny because some of the stuff that you can get on there, or some of the stuff that is that is offered uh, on like Switch, which is kind of funny because um, some of the Switch games are on Apple Arcade, so it's actually technically cheaper <laughs> to do it that way. But but I um, but I've been playing a couple of games like that to see how and and a mobile arcade curated system is i think the price is right at five bucks a month um for the for the games that you get and i've been having a lot of fun with it there's a couple of couple of games there that that are really good time wasters so so again played so far what what have you played so far uh, i played a game called grindstone which is um the art style is really kind of interesting where you're this big hulking guy with a sword and you have to like you have to there's all these fiends or creeps and they're all different colors and <laughs> i don't know creeps. what they're called i think they're called creeps or something and you have to like scooby-doo villains you pretty much <laughs> and you basically have to plant a course across the field uh uh hacking and slashing your way through them and killing them you know and you there's like a king that you have to kill but you have to match the colors and there's uh, other monsters, and when they get angry, they get filed, fired up, and if you land next to them, they will uh, unleash an attack on you, and there's all this different other stuff that you can do, um, and it, basically, you're just trying to get as far as you can uh, in the in up this mountain to try to, like, do something, I don't know. Um, then there's one called uh, What What the Golf, which is a golf game for people who hate golf, so you basically, you just... You stand there and you pull back, and when you swing, it's a physics engine, and you basically fling everything but golf balls at the at the um, at the hole. So uh, it's it, it's a pretty fun little game. But the one that I thought, yeah. you, what was that? Well, I know both of those games are exclusive to the service. I know Grindstone specifically uh, is a game I've been wanting to try, but I don't know if it's going to make it out of the. Uh, Apple Arcade uh, yeah. curated area, unfortunately. Well, next, so. next time we hang out, let's play it. It's actually pretty fun. And then another game that I've been playing is called Pinball Wizard, and you're uh, you're uh, you have to go up a tower, and you control this little wizard that kind of runs around. He's the pinball, and you get certain certain items, and it's a skill based thing. And you can when you get uh, certain rings, like well, not rings, or like little little diamonds, when you get them. Um, you can unlock different uh, skills and power ups and stuff for your little for your little wizard. He's this little white haired wizard that you kind of bounce around, and you have um you have um um paddles that you that you kind of hit him around. You, you fling him into monsters and stuff. So it's a cute little time waster again. And um, I know you like pinball games. Um, 
And I like this one because it's kind of like a pinball RPG where you can level up the guy who who's the ball. You can level him up and, and get make him more powerful and increase his, his, his power. And you can also um you're also attacking thing attacking um uh monsters as well. And and you don't you don't die when you gutter ball or when you when when he goes past the paddles. You just you just lose a little bit of life, you know. Um, and it's basically one of those where you, uh, you you try to go as far as you can on each of the floors. So it's pretty fun. That's kind of the game that I've been playing the most. Those two of the games that I've been playing the most is Grindstone and Pinball Wizard. So there's a couple other games that I downloaded, but I haven't really dug into them yet. Um, but they're, they're um, fun. They're really fun games. Sinara Wild Hearts is supposed to be really good. And yeah, yeah, that's that on yet, there so. too. I haven't, I haven't uh, downloaded it uh, as of yet either. But, but those are really the games that I've been playing. And again, it's just this this Apple Arcade was just something that I wanted to try to see how it how it how it was. Like, what is this? What is this? If I keep it, I don't know. Um, What's your overall impression of it? Of Apple Arcade. Yeah. Um, of the service as a whole, what you've experienced of, of it so far. The service as a whole. I just think it's funny that I'm getting that I'm seeing games that I could get on the Switch, and it's like okay, you know, or I can get on PS uh, PSN. So on that aspect, uh, it's funny that I could play these games on my phone, and I have to worry about uh, I can play these, these games on the go. Uh, I would prefer to play them on my Switch though, because my Switch is just it, it, the screen is bigger. It, it's more uh for me it, it's more ergonomic because i have to tap on the screen like like the for the pinball wizard game i have to tap on the screen to do the 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 flippers but at the same time one of the moves you have to basically hold down uh you have to hold down a button on the screen to do it so so sometimes i'll inadvertently do that i'll press that because it's a it's a haptic screen so i'll press that instead of instead of um not haptic it's it's, it's a touch screen so I'll, I'll tap that instead of the the bumper so th- things are a little weird so again, it's just a learning curve for me. I mean, overall, for five bucks, I think it's I think it's okay. You know, um, some of the games I think is some of the games I'm thinking will be more of a of a testing. Like I'll test out the game there, and if I like it, I'll just go and buy it on my Switch if I can do it. You know, uh, so so that could. You're be... not going to buy a bracket for your phone and no. connect it to a controller. No, I don't want to do any of that. Like I, I just don't want to. I, 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 I don't want to get into that aspect of it. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. I, I have my switch for that, okay. so I'm not gonna. I thought about it honestly, you know, and I, and I've looked at those before on uh, on Amazon, and I just don't think that I want to do it. Like I probably, if Joe bought one, I probably would try it at his <laughs> house. He probably already owns one, but I tried at his house. But um, but I don't think that I would want to want to invest in one of those i just i just don't want to use my phone like that like i'll use it to tap it with my finger and stuff like that but i don't want to play full-on games on my phone i still want to do that Mm. gotcha yeah i know um me and nick our mutual friend nick uh just bought the amazon fire 10 hd tablets and um he bought a um, controller mount for the 10-inch tablet, so you can imagine how big that wow. <laughs> that controller is on there. But uh, he's intending on putting some like emulators on there. And the thing about the Fire uh, Amazon Fire 10 HD tablet, uh, some emulators on that particular platform can go up to Dreamcast on that. Imagine playing like you know stuff like Crazy Taxi 2 or you know. 
uh, Fantasy Star Online or something like that on uh, tablet is just kind of well, crazy to me. So. I mean, that's different, you know. That, that that that's a different thing. You know, if you're using your tablet to that, that's fine. But but I don't want my phone to stop being a phone either. Yeah, I know. It's like you know? To pull a controller out of your pocket or something. Yeah, you know? I just like, don't want to carry a controller. You know, yeah. that, that I can pop into my phone. I just don't. I still want to do that. Like I just don't. I just don't want to do that. So. I want to keep uh, those devices separate in my mind. I yeah. mean, if I'm going to play something on my phone, it'll be something that's just touch control, yeah. you know, something that's simple or whatnot. But I would uh, agree. yeah, but and, I mean, I just, I mean, it's, I think it's great that all these, all these indie indie people can, can find different avenues to to put this stuff in. I think mean, I think that's great that they have that and they can make their money and get your money, you know. But well, for but sure, for, yeah. For me, I I, I kind of want to. I like playing a games a certain way, and not to say that I'm not open to other ways. It's just I don't want to do that on my phone. So yeah, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy in a way because it's like um, you know my coworkers and talking to their kids and seeing what their kids do on there. It's like they talk about playing Fortnite and playing PUBG, and they're sitting there playing on their phone the entire time. Yep, on there, and they don't have a console at home now. All they're doing is playing games on their phone, and they're so used to playing on their phone that they actually are pretty damn decent or you know going into competitive play actually better than me doing quite well yeah Mm. (laughs) on there and just using touch you know just kind of crazy to me so that's a whole new generation more power to them yeah all right kev so what have you been playing buddy uh well i've been playing well i got the monster hunter itch again so i well first of all in, in the real world i've been sick so I've been sick for the past several days, which is which is why our good friend Trader Joe is is taking on the hosting duties for for this episode. But since I was too sick to go to work, but not too sick to hold a controller, um, I went on ahead and jumped back into Monster Hunter, and I actually accomplished one of my goals, which was to uh, get my charge blade, ele- my elemental charge blade, uh, in game builds done. So I was able to do that. Um, they're not, uh, they're not exactly, uh, uh, co, you know, in, in, in alignment with the current meta of the game, but they're, 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 they're like, you know, out of a hundred, it's, they're probably like at 98, percent 98 97 percent somewhere around there there so which is good which is that's perfectly fine for me um so um yeah uh toestra is a son of a bitch um and uh so is the garuda that that these terrestrial is worse but uh gosh terrestra I, I did i can't tell you how long how many how many uh how many quests it took to get his gear or at least the gear that i needed um i still have it i still have enough left over to probably build his entire set but man that that oh he's a son of a buck um and uh the garuda was not uh not not well Garuda is easier with the bow uh, for me because I'm not quite as proficient with the charge blade as I am with the bow. Um, Garuda was a bit of a challenge, and I <laughs> it was funny because 
I didn't. Garuda, Garuda beat me, but I knocked enough pieces off of him to actually get the gear that I needed from him, which is actually kind of funny. Uh, I failed the quest, but I got the pieces that I needed from him. So, well, that's something. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, on Charge Blade, I've been running with the Partbreaker skill uh, because I've. Like, everyone says, well, you got to use KO, you got to use KO, 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 and I just, KO is what's supposed to put them in, you know, knock the monster out, you know, you know stun them, but I just don't think KO really works all that good. I was like, I've, I've got charge blade builds that have maxed out KO, or at least as maxed out as I can get them. I don't have the... Uh, the augmented stuff so where I can, you know, push some of those, uh, skills beyond their, uh, their base limits. But I just really, KO really hasn't done much for me, but when I run part breaker, you know, I, I pop a monster upside the head with the ax and, you know, a lot of the times he'll, uh, he'll, he'll go into a stun state and he'll lose a part. So I I kind of get two for one running part breaker. Uh, at least that's been my experience. So uh, doing that. So now I got my charge blade builds. I'm going to spend uh, the rest of my monster hunter time in the guiding lands, uh, built getting my in game bow set, uh, which is basically uh, if you run bow, then you run silver rathalos. Uh, you know, it, it's just complete it's it's the it's the set for bow and um everything because it allows you to basically max out if you have the proper if, if you have the gems uh it lets you max out um all of the skills that are critical for bow and the base buff is true uh is a true elemental crit which basically, you're, if you're if everything else is maxed out, you know through gems, you're basically knocking these monsters out every other shot. It almost breaks the game. It's kind of funny, um, but that that's my that's my next goal, and that's going to be require me to spend some time in the uh, guided lands. But I also augmented my first weapon because um, I've been in the guided lands a little bit, and I had enough. Uh, resources to augment my uh, Glavinus Arrow Two, and man, it it puts out just just with that one augment. It it's I the the amount of damage that it puts out on monsters that are weak to fire is 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 kind of impressive. So having fun with that. Um, other games I've been playing. I've been playing a little bit more Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, also jumped in with. Um, with you guys on the Zombie Army 4. Uh, I like this game a lot more than 3, the Army, Zombie Army Trilogy, because I had a problem with the hit detection on Zombie Army 3. Uh, granted, I was playing on console, and maybe it was a better experience on PC. I have Zombie Army 3 on PC, though I've never played it, but... Um, it just seemed that shots that I should have been making, I was missing. And I'm not experiencing that with uh, 4. So, And 4 seems to have a lot more meat on it. It's like it's got the daily quests. And it's almost like, like you know, Destiny with zombies in a way. It's like you got, uh, it's got uh, 
daily quests and it's got some other things that are kind of similar to uh uh public events it's kind of weird but it's not so uh, but it's not overbearing though that's it's not like overbearing it. no it's not it's not it it, la- it lets you play play at your own pace and there's really it's not really um at least so far that I've seen, you know, the, the, the mods that you can get, uh, there's, as I've seen some, uh, gameplay on YouTube and you can really do some pretty kind of interesting things with the mod systems on your base weapons. And while the base weapons aren't really all that quote unquote interesting from a video game perspective, uh, when you start modding them, like I have, uh, one mod on my sniper rifle that, is an incendiary round where so you get a headshot and the zombie will catch on fire and any zombies that are nearby catch on fire well if you build that up you can catch a group of zombies on fire with one critical hit uh you know if you have the proper you know augments and increases in that area so i'm really having fun with that game so i'm definitely looking forward to playing more of it and uh also been playing Dragon Ball Kakarot and uh uh like I said I re- I'm really trying to love this game. Uh I I beat Raditz finally. Uh I fought through my frustration and all that nonsense with the uh, being in hit stun, still hitting me, and all that stuff that I was talking about the last episode or last couple episodes, can't remember which. And I'm started a new uh, chapter in that story. It's the uh, the Saiyan story where uh, Vegeta and Nappa are on their way to Earth, and so now uh, Piccolo has got to train uh, little Gohan so that uh, they'll have enough strong warriors to fight Vegeta and Nappa when they show up. But so I'm going to go through this chapter. I, I'm going to complete at least one chapter. I'm going to complete the Saiyan saga. And after that, I'll be able to, I think I'll I'll decide whether or not I'm going to hold on to this game. Because I, I t- it's beautiful. It It is true to the, to the license in just about every respect. Um... I don't like that the combat is so simple, but I get it. It's that it's it's going to be that type of game because of the license. But if if they if if the if these other boss fights are like Raditz and all the issues that I had with that mechanically, where you get penalized for for outplaying your opponent, uh, then I'm I'm going to be done. Uh, so I'm going to try, I'm going to come, I'm going to complete the, the Saiyan saga and I will have, uh, that will determine my, my final judgment on the game, so to speak. But, uh, uh, other than that, that's been what I've been playing this past uh, couple of weeks or so. If you're thinking about getting rid of it, you might want to get rid of it this week. I know it's one of the games on GameStop's flyer as being their trade boost this week. So you yeah. get $30 trade credit if you trade it in uh this week so yeah yeah uh, it it depends i mean i'm not in a i'm not in a crush for 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 credit oh, for oh i know it's not like you know um but and and again i i'm a dragon ball fanatic so i really want to like this game so i'm dealing with my own biases there <laughs> so 
um, other, but, uh, you know, I'll, we'll see it's, it's, I'm going to go through this, this, this chapter and see what it does for me. If it, if I'm still in the same boat by the time this chapter is done or even before the chapter ends and it's going bye-bye, because, uh, you know, I, I got to the game I, for me, I have to my enjoyment of the game is the game itself. And if I'm not having fun with the mechanics or what the game is doing, then, you know, yeah, it's a cool Dragon Ball game. But I got fighters and I should be playing that game anyway. <laughs> so, All right, so that's what I've been playing. All right. Let me go into my playlist for the last couple of weeks. Uh, just like you gentlemen, I did play Zombie Army 4, um, enjoyed what I played of it last night, and just like we talked about. It kind of has hooks, kind of evolved uh, the formula from, I think, what they learned uh, from working and developing Strange Brigade on there. So I think Rebellion is really wanting to have this game kind of stand on its own two feet on there, and um, I'm really I'm eager to go back in and kind of check out and get some of the uh, like kind of the loot hidden loot in the level. There was like rats I was continuously going into and trying to find the rats in the level while we are playing and um, it seems like it's just a nice little introduction to what should probably be a good full featured game. So if you're interested in playing for uh, uh, with us on there uh, definitely think about the Picking it up, uh, yeah. it retails for fifty bucks. So yeah. Joe was like, I, I, "I guess I teased Joe about the um, the loots, and he's like, oh, loots, ah.'" <laughs> and he had to go looting. Of course, so. but that's that's what single player uh, playthroughs are for, I guess. That way, you not. I know you guys waited for me while I was doing the whole like zombie shooting gallery that they had in one of the levels. I just was thought it was amusing and. I didn't know you were guys were waiting for me until it's like, okay, Joe, where are you? And it's like I'm sitting there trying to kill these zombies in this shooting gallery. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yep. But uh, also last weekend uh, I went to Desmond's uh, for his birthday party, and unfortunately uh, it was the same weekend that uh, Sega decided to do their closed beta for Fantasy Star oh, Online too. Yeah, I forgot about that. I played that too. Yeah, and we kind of both talk about it, but uh, I managed to get in on Friday um, to San Francisco and uh, got my account loaded on your Xbox and got that thing loaded. And when we start started to try to play the game, like Friday night, the beta opened up, I believe, 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on Friday, and everyone was having connection issues. So there was like no way, no how, no chance, and I was trying multiple times to sign on, and eventually, around I think later on in the evening, eleven, eleven thirty, um, the server started working all of a sudden. So I got a chance to create a, a character. I created a uh, a, a force character, not force. It was uh, I'm trying to think. It's just a regular hunter, yeah, actually. Hunter. Yeah, it was a, a hunter. Yeah, human hunter on there, and kind of went through the uh, first you know, like story mission. I think at the time the game was still downloading. So I couldn't like go into the online hub. I was only forced to be able to play through, uh, the first introductory story mission. And, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, even though there's a ton of menus and a lot to try to get used to, um, this is a 
very good attempt at bringing Fantasy Star uh, to the modern era on there. Keep in mind, this game was a game that came out in Japan back in 20, uh, 2012 on there, and so they're barely getting into English now. And uh, I kind of have to tip the cap to good old um, Xbox division and especially Phil Spencer for you know kind of digging this out of the uh, quote unquote, out of the quote unquote trash heap because Sega wasn't going to uh, attempt to. Uh, you know, get this translated and released in other territories on there. I think they kind of thought the um, quote-unquote ship had sailed on this. And just like we talked about during the uh, E3 press conference this past year on there, as soon as I heard that music, I know that, uh, you know, Microsoft did gamers out there a solid by getting this game onto at least the Western territories. And who's to say, I don't know when, the game is going to be out for other than Xbox platforms, but right now the plan is Xbox and, and Windows PC. I know it was in the detail and in the instructions, at least for PSO2, that there's going to be a Steam version as well on there. But uh, it's free to play. Um, I enjoyed what I played of it. I know, Des, you wound up creating what, what was it? You did a magic user, I believe? Yeah, force user. I did a force oh, user. Force. <clears throat> Sorry, force user, and then I came back and did a. Uh, 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 wasn't a hunter, it was a ranger. Yeah, I did a ranger yeah. as well. I did a robot ranger on there, and then uh, for I didn't get to play all the like exclusive missions. I know they had some rewards like a Dreamcast mag and a few other odds and ends, but I got enough to get a taste of it. So it'll and they'll do another one though, because that was what, what a quote unquote stress test. Closed beta is what they called it. So yeah, well, I think it was also a stress test. I guess Someone yeah, it was, was online. I was they're talking about it was a stress test as well. So so they're definitely gonna probably. I mean, they're probably gonna do another one. So I'm sure we'll have some more time to do it. Uh, the one thing oh, that, yeah. I, that I enjoyed about it was right when that song hit. You know, I was like, oh, this is this is definitely um, this is definitely Fantasy Star, and and it, it took me back. It took me back because we played a lot of Fantasy Star Online too on the uh, on the GameCube. So. Uh, and and on the Saturn, I think too. Um, and no, it would have been on Dreamcast. No, sorry, Saturn. Dreamcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and it was it was fun. Like I remember playing, um, playing that game. So I am super excited to to play this new version of it. I, the story sounds super convoluted, but whatever. You know, it's not about the story. <laughs> it's, it's an MMO. So, so I I'm I'm excited and ready to to play this game. I know they have certain um, urgent quests that they had that you're able to group up with 16 uh, total players on there. So you could have up to multi. When you do multiplayer in this game, you're up to players of uh, four in a group on there. And mm-hmm. basically you drop down to a map that's kind of, it's not open-ended. It's kind of just a set map. And yeah. you're just obviously killing monsters, getting loot, grabbing uh, money on there. That's, the, that's uh, it. That is the gameplay loop on there. You know, but it's grabbing. fun, though. Like, I, I oh. super enjoyed it. Yeah, you know? I enjoyed it, too. So. And the graphics aren't really that bad. Granted that the game is dated, they, they everything looks uh, fairly fairly nice. You know, I, I you can tell that some of the, some of the uh, environments are kind of old, but it didn't really, it didn't really um, hurt my impression I mean, the one thing, only thing that I'm worried about is because this is a free-to-play game, is what the microtransactions are going to look like. And I know that they've said that it's all going to be uh, cosmetic, so we'll we'll see. 
Yeah, it's it's been that way in Japan, so I don't think it's going to change here. So, so that's what they stated. A lot of it's just cosmetics and uh, bonus items, and you know, as far as uh, I don't think you know, you could buy weapons or buy other things. You know, I think you have to obtain you know, most of the stuff through regular gameplay. If even if they offered weapons, like you know, you know, it's not like you're playing player versus player in this game and it's just you know, pve for the most part unless there's a mode i don't know about <laughs> in the game but uh i'm definitely looking forward to it. i know kev i know you wanted to get uh, your hands dirty with this game but uh, wasn't able to jump on but uh is this something that you might be looking forward to firing once it's open uh, for you yeah i'll definitely check it out um I played Fantasy Star on the Dreamcast um, and even went online with the modem hookup once or twice. But but I, I don't have the uh, the attachment to it that you guys have. But um, I guess my, my one question is, were you able to get into like an open lobby? Yeah. And how yeah. is chat handled? Is everything like pre-programmed responses? Or are you getting texts all over your screen from people? Or is there a way to filter all that and turn all that stuff off? But my whole thing is that I don't want to be playing with assholes. So. I didn't really <laughs> personally. I didn't really. There, well, the there really was no 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 audio, so that was good. Um, okay. And and there really wasn't that much text. Although I will say the text is rather small. So so I really wish that they would fix that text and make it a little bit bigger, but. There's a way to do it, Des, but unfortunately on your TV, for whatever reason, I, it wasn't recognizing it was a 4K set. Uh, when I loaded the game up uh, when I came home on Sunday, and they ran the beta f- extra bonus time because of the issues on Friday, but on my set, I was able to go in with the 4K settings and set. There's a setting for 4K small, 4K medium, and 4K large text on there, so I'm not sure why your TV is not being recognized as 4K. I don't know if it's before the fact that, that you're running off uh, Xbox One S versus an X on there, but uh, I was able to use the medium text, and it definitely helped out a lot. So I would so, have to but, agree. Okay. So is there a way to turn off... And when I say text, I don't mean like the pre... Like in Monster Hunter, you get those pre... Uh, pre-made responses and things, but like where people can actually type in, like uh, you know, their own uh, their own messages. Is, is there a way to filter through that and turn that stuff off? Uh, to me, I'm not sure if there is going to be an ability to be able to do that, but I never found the text messages in PSO episode one and two to be all that prohibitive on there, and I know. Um, at least with the original game, uh, there was always filters to block any offensive words if need be. So mm. on that, and when you're walking through a lobby, unless you're actually just standing there and reading the text boxes, it's not going to deter you from doing what you need to do as far as going in, you know, going to various shops or grabbing a quest or anything like that. So, yeah, I, I just don't want to see it. Yeah, that That's my whole thing. Um, it doesn't it wouldn't deter me, but if I don't have to look at it either, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would be all the better. And one thing too, it does have like a particular um, 
preset speech boxes. So what that is is just like the original PSO was the first game that did this. Uh, but you're able to go in and communicate with people in other languages because they, what what happens? You select like you know I'm ready to go or something like that. Some of these predetermined statements on there, and then if you're playing with someone from Japan, obviously instead of saying I'm ready to go in English, it's going to say I'm ready to go in Japanese or whatever language that that particular player speaks on there. So they're they're the kind of forebears of that like kind of universal text box speech select system. Okay. On there, that's been implemented in other games since then. I know Monster Hunter has that ability to be able to use like these little boxes as well mm-hmm. on there. And all the preset boxes that are in the game are translated in whatever language that player is playing in, per se. So, so. and I didn't really, I didn't really notice anything super out of the ordinary or crazy with the people. I yeah. mean, I generally just turn that stuff off anyway, um, or or I'll put the or I'll put the. Um, I'll change the chat channel to um, what is happening or, or what kind of um, I think it's like a battle log, so you so you don't really have to um, uh, be subject to that. And I and I yeah. always mute people anyway. So and also too, they did have like an online concert. So they had, I think at eight o'clock uh, Saturday, they had a online virtual performance on there. So. So you had the chance to go join with other players in the lobby and watch a music number, and you could actually ask for an encore. So, <laughs> granted, I didn't partake in that. I was too busy playing Pachinko. Was it? What's the game of choice, Desmond? Pachinko. Oh, um, Pokinko. Uh, okay. It's a it's a it's a uh, poker it's a card game. game. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, but it's a. Uh, it's a card game that where you get money and stuff. It's a it's a game that we always play at my um my birthday party. Uh, I can't remember what it's called though. But oh, that's okay. Let's let's move on. I'm still covering what I've been playing. So, um, on my way up uh, on the train, I pretty much got back into Dragon Quest Eight on the 3DS. I brought my Switch with me, but. My Switch didn't get used. Uh, I just wanted to get back to Dragon Quest. I kind of want to finish Dragon Quest 8 so I could play Dragon Quest 11. Kind of start my uh, gameplay of that. But uh, this game's been lingering for me for, uh, I would say, a good year and a half, almost two years of my gameplay of this. So, And it was good just to go back in, but uh, I'm still going to make an effort to get this game uh, completed and finished on there. And I still enjoyed what I played. I mean, if I'm playing it for three hours on a train, obviously it's enough to hook me on that. And then also while at your house, Desmond, I, because I was playing on the Xbox, I pretty much didn't touch the PS4 at all and was checking out some other Game Pass uh, items, including uh, more Demon's Tilt, which is a great uh, pixel art uh, pinball game, kind of aka like Alien Crush or Devil's Crush. From the TurboGrafx-16 era on there, so uh, got into that and was doing some score chasing on that, and then I was playing a little bit of uh, Mamadora Reverie Under the Moonlight, which is a kind of Castlevania, Metroidvania type adventure on there. I know one person uh, developed that in Japan on there, and that, I've seen it at trade shows, and I just never had an opportunity to play it on there, so I got a chance to play for like a good, I'd say 45 minutes to an hour. And I enjoyed what I played. So um, yeah, it was fun watching you play that because I was like, I understand what the hell was going on. Like, and I, it's it's interesting. Like, I, I I see you playing 
um, uh, pinball games, and it's just like so interesting because I'm like I never really got into pinball games on the um, on those systems, but I really should. <laughs> well, it's good, you know, relaxing. I know you bought Star Wars Pinball too, but Pinball FX is always free. You could buy tables with that, but uh, to me, Demon's Tilt's a little bit different because it reminds me straight up of Alien Crush show. Or Devil's Crush, and you know, I know uh, our my fellow co-host at the uh, Gamer Husbands Radio said that the game looked too much like something on the Genesis, and I said, "Well, exactly. That's why I like it." So on it. So other my other games, uh, Hot Shots Tennis, still playing through that. I actually finished the game, but there's some grand master challenges. I'm still trying to go make my way through, and then. Uh, when you came over, Desmond, I got back into some of those uh, puzzle games. So I've still been playing them single player on that. So I've still been playing Tricky Towers and also Templestone, the both games we played multiplayer that one night three weeks ago. So well, Tricky Towers is a lot of fun, though. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's kind of fun because it's like uh, we had our game night for the first time on there. And uh, we wound up, uh, I was just waiting and downloading a bunch of patches because I hadn't turned my PS4 on in a while. And I was playing a little Tricky Towers just to kind of pass the time before uh, me, you, and uh, Surgeon Fire got into, and we played some uh, Dauntless for a little bit on there. And so I actually enjoyed getting back into Dauntless, uh, you know, even though I kind of deemed it as being like Monster Hunter Light <laughs> on that. Uh, I, I think it's something to where it might be something that I could just go in real quick and play a couple of missions and kind of play on from there and then for it being cross play cross save now it might be something i might you know pick up on my switch or see if i could you know, play in other areas if need be what's your opinion of dauntless des uh it was fun like i've played it before um and i played it pretty uh pretty extensively uh until monster hunter came out and then i dropped it like a hot potato <laughs> yeah but it was fun it was fun going back to it like I see the appeal of it, but I do have to agree with Kev that it is mostly um, Monster Hunter Fortnite, which is you know if that's what you want to play, it's totally fine too, you know. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing for the last few weeks. Uh, I, won't, I won't regale you of any more Titan Quest, even <laughs> I'm still playing that as well. But uh, why don't we go and transition to some news from the last few weeks? Right, and let me go ahead and now we'll kind of I'm the usual news guy and guess what I'm still going to be covering the news this episode so so first news story I want to hit upon um, you know we've been kind of following the uh, um, new console you know as far as the um, announcement or pseudo announcement of the PlayStation 5 and obviously more details about the Xbox uh, Series X as well on there so uh, there was a nice article f- from Bloomberg from uh, Takahashi Mokazuki on here, and he's a noted like you know guy that's written for Wall Street Journal before, and but uh, he's a uh, good uh, research piece. This is not some sort of like you know uh, 4chan leak kind of article on this. This is uh, actually from a legit source on there. And basically, what he hit upon is that uh, uh, right now Sony is struggling to source components with the PlayStation 5 due to parts being a little bit costly on there. So 
scarce uh, components have pushed manufacturing costs for place, the next PlayStation, PlayStation 5, to about 450 bucks per unit. And they are kind of forcing a difficult price-setting decision in this battle with Microsoft on there. Um, they're looking to obviously release the PlayStation 5 before the end of this year on there but they've looked upon and you know obviously they set the price of the PlayStation 4 back in 2013 at 399 because it cost $381 in manufacture uh, at that time and so uh, basically with they're estimating it being costing around 450 uh, to manufacture the PS5 we're looking to see if uh, they're going to release it uh, at cost or below cost, depending on what's going to happen uh, with Microsoft and what price they're going to announce the Xbox Series X for as well. So there's a couple of things that's causing this uh, kind of uptick in manufacturing costs right now. They're trying to get a reliable supply of DRAM and NAND flash memory on there uh, because both are in high demand as smartphone makers gear up for fifth generation devices. On there, I know Samsung has just announced the X Galaxy S20 product range on there. And so, you know, they're fighting for the same components that other companies need as well for their electronics on there. So, and we'll have to see as far as how everything's kind of, kind of play as far as the PlayStation 5 on there. Uh, right now, they also stated that the cooling system in the PlayStation 5 is going to be uh, more expensive in this particular console than previous consoles. It's going to cost a few dollars per unit on there, but they opted to lavish more on making sure that heat dissipation from the powerful chips that are inside the console isn't an issue on there. And they said that the coronavirus right now has no impact as far as preparations for production. Uh, but they have not decided on how many PS5 units it will make in this first year. They also um, indicated as well that they're planning on releasing a new version of the PlayStation VR headset um, that's going to be scheduled after the PS5 goes on sale, so it's going to be in 2021 that the uh, PSVR 2 will be released. And it looks like they stated that they canceled some of the previously planned features for the PS5, they were working on supposedly what they called a new mirrorless camera on there, but um, they said due to the constrained DRAM DRAM supply that uh, they are not going to be rolling that out with the system on there. So, And then they did state also too in the article that many of the games launched for PS5 will also be available to play on the predecessor machine so that they're going to be releasing uh, some first-party games both on PS5 and PS4, at least to start out with on there. So that way they can keep revenue strong, quote-unquote. So we'll have to see what happens. I mean, I know PlayStation sounds like they're um, kind of taking a wait-and-see attitude to see what uh, move Microsoft is going to make and what price they're going to set the Xbox Series X at on that. And just the transition, uh, for me at least, my opinion on this article is just I obviously want to hear sooner or later what's going to go on with the system, what games are going to be with the system, when it's coming out, what price it's at. But uh, I know I'm going to be there day one, irregardless. And I think 500 bucks is not a uh, hard ask I think that's uh, agreeable to me. I don't know if it's going to be a deterrent to either of you two gentlemen or not, or whether you're going to be there day one. 
What do you say, Kev? Uh, uh, well, for me, um, it's it's not it's it, the the price isn't an issue. I mean, if for people that were thinking that we were going to get these new consoles, you know, at uh, two ninety nine, because uh, there were actually people that I've seen on social media saying that they should be released at two ninety nine, and at three ninety nine based on their rumored power which we still have no idea really what <laughs> that is uh but just on the ssds alone you're not going to be able to touch that at a 299 399 price so um 500 bucks i would say 550 really isn't that much to isn't that much to ask anything higher than that then you're uh you're you're impro- you're encroaching on uh you know PC graphics card you know people having to make that decision and uh but again that's where your exclusives come in and if that's the only place that you're going to be able to play God of War 2 or the next God of War or the next Last of Us or the next Ghost of Tsushima or whatever content they've got coming down the pike then you know there's your answer you know you're either gonna you're either gonna uh you know put up that debit card or you're going to not put up that debit card one or the other but it's that's the only way you're going to be able to play those games um the uh the the one thing i always and and i if memory serves this was done you know from from a the you know PlayStation One to PlayStation Two, and then from PlayStation Two to PlayStation Three, and now it's you know and three to four. It's like it's especially now. It's like why is it that only Sony is it, it, it particularly with this upcoming generation because both the the consoles are basically going to be the same. They're running off the same chipset. They're running off the same CPUs and GPUs from what I from what you know, assuming that the the leaks are accurate, uh, Sony's not going with a proprietary architect architecture with their chipset. You know, they learned that mistake when you know, during the PS3 era. So, you know, does Microsoft experience these problems? Does Nintendo experience these problems in getting their, uh, you know, and getting their chip, getting their chips? It's like uh, if you're getting, particularly, you know, Microsoft is Sony. If the chipsets are basically the same, aren't they getting them from the same uh, from the same providers? I mean, Microsoft makes mobile <coughs> makes uh, mobile products, you know, tablets and a uh, couple other things. I think you know, along with Samsung and everybody else that has a mobile device out. Uh, we never hear about you know the problems of. Uh, of Microsoft acquiring this this DRAM and, and all this other stuff, which yeah. I, I find it kind of odd. So uh, we never get to look behind the curtain on a lot of the sourcing and manufacturing difficulties and or lack thereof. It's because we're not really concerned with it. But I think with PS5 being so like hyper focused right now in the media and as far as what the next move is per se. Obviously, people want to know what's going on behind closed doors. And so, you know, I'm not sure if uh, other reporters might not be reporting as far as difficulties in Microsoft sourcing materials for their new tablet or Samsung for their newest 
galaxy device per se. So yeah, because it sounds like all these all these fishermen are fishing in the same lake. Yep. And if that's the case, then I would think that uh, you know all, just about everybody is going to be feeling some pressure to some degree or another to get these chips from the from this supplier or suppliers, whichever it is. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I just find that interesting that and, and it's like no matter the generation, it's always Sony. And I think maybe I heard about it for a for a Nintendo console at some point years back, but I you know I'm not hundred percent sure. But it's always so oh they're having trouble securing this memory. Oh they're having secure problems securing this. You know, now with the the PS3, it made a little bit more sense because that was a proprietary chipset, and the core elements of that proprietary chipset were needed elsewhere by other companies. You know, and it, 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 you know, putting out you know mobile devices and phones. So when you when you're doing your own thing, you just kind of have to stand in line. But with everything now being on that x86. Uh, and everybody literally fishing in the same lake now with no proprietary architecture whatsoever. And again, I'm not an engineer, so maybe I'm I'm talking completely out of the left side of my mouth. It just seems odd that we only get these issues from one company, uh, and and it's like and nothing else from 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 any, from anything else. I don't know. Maybe that's that's just you know the what they call the mind share of the PlayStation brand going forward or uh. or what, but it just seems odd that we just never hear about you know, you know, Microsoft having these issues or Nintendo having these issues or you know getting these chips for their for their for their upcoming generational console releases. Yeah. Another thing I kind of you know, interesting from the articles saying that they're going to have some of uh, games be, you know, multi-platform, meaning uh, release for both the PS4 and PS5 on there. So, and so I could understand if it's like a NAC 3 or something, uh, what's what's holding that back from being released on the PS4? Probably <laughs> little to none. It just depends on the games and questions. But uh, yeah. They got to be careful about that, though, because the same the same reason why I was critical on uh, Microsoft for for saying that they're going to be holding things back on the X on the Series X for two years. You know, I would, I'm going to have to be critical with Sony if they decide to pull something like that and make their games playable on uh, exclusives playable on that base hardware, you know, reverse backward reverse compatibility not backwards compatibility, but reverse compatibility. You know, I don't buy a PS5 in order to play games that can be played on my PS4 Pro. You know, I, that's not what I mean. That's not what I'm here for. Um, so the they've same, got the to same. be, you know, and I and I get it. You've got 100 million consoles out there, but if you want to push those people to buy your next gen, you're going to have to give them a reason to do it. And, and sandbagging on the prior generation is really isn't the way to go because folks, well, I'll just hold on to my my pro or my base PS4 and you know y'all holler at me when you get some some built from the ground up you know PS5 games, which makes a whole lot of sense from the consumer standpoint. 
Yeah, but you flip the coin and you basically, if I'm buying Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima for my PS4, and once they unveil the PS5, say, oh, you know, you don't have to buy this game again. We'll have a uh, compatible PS5 patch uh, for this particular game, and it's cross compatible with both the 4 and 5. I would definitely appreciate that versus having to buy a remastered edition next year uh, for the PS5 exclusively or whatnot. That hopefully they keep. Um, those things in consideration. Where well, I mean, Ghost and Last of Us was designed with the base PS4 in mind. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not talking, talking about. about I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Horizon Zero Dawn two being, you know, making sure that that's playable on a base PS4 or nah, PS4 it, Pro. That, that's I, that's I hope that's that. That's what Microsoft is doing. Yeah. You know, if it's something to where it's like a game like Ratchet and Clank, you know, it's something to where it's something that is going to be uh, able to be placed on the PlayStation 4 without any constraint that their quote unquote vision for the game is not being held back because of the fact that they're developing it for the PS5 first and then PS4 second on there. So I don't want it to be where they're going to have to shoehorn a game into it because in know last generation we talked to like they converted titanfall for xbox 360 they converted a few other games where they had entirely different teams like you know basically taking the assets and making it work for the prior system on that so well supposedly so. there's going to be a ratchet and clank for uh for um ps5 so yeah it's a rumor right now yeah so that, who so. knows we will see but uh any comments on this article des no, I think you all covered it quite well. <laughs> okay. All right, next article, we're going to talk about a game that was announced last T3 uh, from Square Enix, a game called Outriders. Uh, they, we fi- they finally kind of blew it out a little bit and got some more information. They took a bunch of um, press from different outlets out to play the game. They announced some gameplay trailers. They showed the reveal trailer. I know it's the article on Game Informer for the month for the next issue they got coming out. And so they kind of showed the game and, and got, I got, had a chance to watch some gameplay of it. It is a three player looter shooter, uh, AKA lots of like influences from destiny gears of war on there. And, um, you know, this is from people can't fly. This is the Polish team that did, um, bullet storm on there. And one thing that I found kind of, uh, refreshing about this whole reveal is that they are releasing this as a game this is not a games as a service this is just a complete game from beginning to end on there and they're going to have enough content for it to you know be able to be replayable it's a co-op shooter one to three players heavy heavy emphasis on story and crisp gameplay on there they're working on a story with this game that they want to have like a and they mentioned like Apocalypse Now is a beat for the story as far as uh, how they want it to uh, kind of hit upon as far as the single player and the story of the game on there. So, and, you know, I'm just kind of interested. And they did also announce, too, that they're going to be releasing this both on the current gen systems and also on the Xbox One, Xbox Series X and the PS5 on there as well. And, um, you know, I'm pretty interested in it i think everyone out there should kind of take a look at 
on there. Um, I know Desmond. Did you get a chance to watch some of the gameplay? I know you watched. I like, did. Uh, I did. I watched a couple of streamers play it and talk about it. Um, it kind of was huge. Like it, it exploded on uh, YouTube with the streamers that I watched, and everyone was was dropping all kinds of stuff about it. Um, my impression of it, though, and I think I told you guys this last night when we were um, we were all uh, playing games. I, it's early. It's not going to be out until uh, Christmas time. Uh, it'll be yeah. cross-gen for... Not cross-gen. It'll be... Well, cross-generation platform. Yeah, I guess that's true. It'll be for PS4 as well as PS5. Um, I'm trying very hard not to be super like excited about it, though, because... And please bear with me. I'm getting a little bit of Anthem vibes from it, only because... <laughs> only because it's like... you you pick. There's four different classes you can pick. And in Anthem, it was like you know you're shooting, just just you're shooting just to, just enough to get your uh, until your super um, refills, and then you use your super again. And this this has kind of got that feel to it. Uh, I was seeing some of the numbers bounce off of people, and he was like, when you're shooting people with a rifle, and he was just like four four five five six five four four, and I'm like, that doesn't seem like a lot of damage. So I was like, mm. and they're like right up on them, and I'm like. So I don't know, like if if we're trying to be badass with this power fantasy, seeing fours pop up off 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 of your 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 machine gun on somebody that you're right up close to, I don't know. But I don't know, you know. I'm just I'm trying very hard uh, just to be you know, keep an open mind. I think another thing was uh, that didn't work in Anthem's favor was everything looks everything was so everything looked very small in that game. Yeah, like your your who were you, who you were like your avatar looked small. The, who you were fighting looked small. Everything everything looked like it was super far away. This one is not like that. It's a lot more up in your face. It's a lot more uh, visceral when you're when when you're up close. I'm still not getting that. Like the game looks like it's gonna be like you know end of the world apocalypse, but but I'm not seeing that in in um in the gameplay yet. And again, this this is all alpha. I think it's like pre-alpha footage and stuff yeah and a lot of the uh a lot of the streamers that i watched they they, they were flown to poland in order to 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 play some, play the game and to give feedback i guess um so i'm sure that they were like they asked them their questions and and, and they asked them their feedback about it um so i still think that things will be changing uh for it i i want it i want to like it but i i don't know like i'm just I'm just I'm just being very cautious right now with my with my looter shooters um, because you know for me Anthem was a big blow and I just can't be like I, I, it's fool me once you know shame on you fool me twice shame on me so I need to just I need to just chill a little bit on it before I I really get you know super invested in it. Kev, but did you have you had a chance to look at it? I have not had a chance to look at it, but your four four five five four four does not uh, <laughs> uh, encourage me whatsoever. Um, well, here's the thing, though, and this is just me. You know, shooters, first-person shooters, are my least favorite genre of game. Mm. Uh, but I all of my all of them are going to be judged with Destiny as the baseline, because in my opinion, as far as feel. Destiny is the best FPS out there, you know, bar none. Have I played all of them? No, I haven't played all of them. But the guns have weight. The ammo has weight. 
you know, even and in Destiny, you have mm-hmm. numbers popping off stuff that you shoot. But you shoot somebody with a with 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 the last word in the head, they're going to recoil from that. Yeah, they've got an energy yeah. shield, but they still feel the impact, and it's yeah. and it's yeah. visually displayed. And that's what one person Bungie said. Actually, has, is, is are just experts at communing the language of combat of yeah. arm of firearm. Well, firearm is probably the wrong word, but projectile combat in their games. They did it with their Halos, and they they did it with Destiny. If Outriders is just flat in the shooting department, which is what my biggest complaint for Anthem was. I just didn't feel like I was doing anything. I'm shooting dudes and shooting things, and I just see numbers, and they're not responding or reacting to the fact that I've emptied the clip in their face. Then this is going to be a hard pass, like a the hardest of hard passes. They <laughs> have to, they have to capture the what I'm calling the language of combat with the, with this game, like Destiny is able to do. You know, and I'm I'm not expecting them to be, you know, uh, to to have that bungee level of of polish in that department. But you got to do something. If yeah. I shoot somebody in the face with a shotgun and they just stand there until they drop dead because their their HP goes down low enough, uh, nah, I, I I I ain't with that. Yeah. I, I need there to be some weight behind what I'm doing in these games. Yeah, Again. Said that one, you know. one of them said that as well. You know, they one of the people that I was watching said there didn't feel that weight to the weaponry, and I'm always yeah. like, that's the bad thing about it. And I think, I think to to to, to kind of uh, carry on your point, Destiny got that. Get Destiny had that nice balance between your between your super and your specials and the guns. The guns were just as equally potent as your as your super. Sometimes more, yeah. Uh, yeah. more potent. So I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry, but I, I just no, want to say no, that because because no, no. like because you were my you, point was com- was you were you were hitting the nail right on the head. Yeah. And I was reading some impressions from U.S. Gamer, and they, in their impressions, said during the event that I found myself mentally referring the game as Gears of Destiny Andromeda, based on it's a combination of cover-based shooting, loot acquisition, RPG elements on there. So, so that's what they referred the game as on there so if you want to play a mishmash of gears of war destiny and mass effect andromeda with some rpg elements as well i don't know if that sounds good to you guys or not or it just depends if they get that formula they gotta get the shooting right if, yeah. if they don't get the shooting right in my book what's the point i know and they talked about too they got a, a writer the head writer on this game is a uh, guy that has worked on Destiny previously. Uh, his head writer is Joshua Rubin on there, and they're looking to make the game akin to their Apocalypse Now as being the bead and uh, also Heart of Darkness. So, I mean, that's the type of story that they're trying to tell with this particular game. But uh, uh, they also said that they really like Destiny and they're taking influences from Destiny as well on there and they want this game to be a complete game meaning that they don't want to sit there and work on this game for two years you know the game when you buy it it's going to be uh you know middle like beginning middle and end basically on there they're not working on you know 
can continue to crank out content for this game. So, so what does that mean? Does that mean there's not going to be any DLC? There might does be DLC down that... the line, but it's not going to be a games as a service. Basically, is what they're stating. So, so you're not going to be the story is going to be complete. Is going to be complete. That's going to end that. So it's like, is any is it would any DLC be? A continuation of that story or would Possibly. that be yeah but they're, they're not going a to new be, story altogether they're not going to be drip feeding content in this game for years to come it's not okay. going to be a ghost recon breakpoint or a destiny 2 or um, what avengers is going to be doing with crystal dynamics and square enix on there they're not looking to continue to support this game with continuing content that meaning just like if you buy gears 4 or gears 5 it's going to have a complete story and that you're able to play multiplayer with the particular campaign uh drop in drop out if you want to as well and there's going to be loot involved as well so kind of same thing like you like you play diablo in games of that nature on there um, obviously you're going to be playing the campaign you know with the different chapters and stories and whatnot so uh it's not going to be a games as a service so yeah so we'll see with that then i'm interested i was interested when they kind of had that reveal trailer and speaking of games of a service uh I wanted to mention that uh, Division 2's expansion got announced, so um, they're bringing out an expansion called The Warlords of New York. It's coming out in March on there, and uh, basically they're taking the game back to New York. Obviously by the name, you could tell on there, but uh, um, they are looking to um, modify the um, Division 2 in-game content with seasons on there. Uh, each season is going to be broken up into a three-month mini-campaign that will introduce a new main target known as a seasonal manhunt on there. Um, there'll be new in-game activities on there as well, and they're going to bring global events back to Division 2 as well. There, I know I was reading another article talking about that they're working on uh, modifying the system a little bit to make it a little bit less grindy than what the game initially launched at on that, so... Uh, the season pass basically is done for Division 2 when you bought it. You know, all the season pass did was give you like a week ahead of time, like curve from people that normally would be playing the game. So, But the, this new expansion is going to cost, I believe, 30 bucks on that once it comes out on March the 3rd. And it's going to be out for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. On there, a Stadia release is planned, uh, but no date has been announced yet on there. So, And if you're looking to get back into Division 2, this might be a good time on there. Um, basically, Episode 3 uh, does have a lot of post-launch content that's going to kind of bridge the story from Washington, D.C. over to New York on there. And it's going to launch on... Uh, February 19th for everyone on there. If you haven't noticed, Division 2 has gotten a deep discount. Uh, you could go buy the game physically for 5 bucks, and also, uh, as well, um, pick it up on PSN and Xbox uh, Microplace. Um, Microplace. Uh, the um, stores for uh, $2.99 each. Warlords of New York on there. I know I bought Division 2 for you for Christmas because I'm a great guy that likes to gift the greatest games to my friends so yes indeed so we will be definitely playing this i've made a mention i know a few 
uh, friends of ours are picking up Division 2, and so I want to get back into it on there. But um, is this something where if we get back into it, this might be something that you guys would want to get into, or 30 bucks is a little bit too pricey uh, until you get all the content for Division 2 uh, kind of played through at least? If we're going to start playing it, I'm fine with that. I've enjoyed the division. I beat the first one, didn't play any of the DLC, so I'm willing to play this one, you know, and play it with you guys. I think it would be fun. And then uh, once we beat that game, then I'll think about getting the DLC, but I'm not going to get it before that. Yeah. Well, let us know out there if you're interested in playing, at least. I know, you know, they're making the barrier to play this game very low because obviously they want to sell people on the new expansion and make a little bit more money off the content that they're trying to release and so yeah I'm definitely I enjoyed what I played at the first game and you know I dropped the second game a little bit quicker than what I thought I was going to drop it but uh, I'm definitely still interested in this game you know it's probably not I think all of us have dropped the um, Destiny 2, like a hot potato. I don't know if ever we're going to go back to I know, Kevin, you're done deal with Destiny 2. Yeah, right? I'm pretty much done. Yeah, And I don't say that as a negative because I got my money's worth. I got. I feel that I got my money's worth. But yeah, I think, uh, I think I've seen everything Destiny has to do for me. Gotcha. I bought Shadowkeep and I have not played that game one second. So, you know, whether the expansion and all the... See about getting back to that too. But uh, even... Our good friends like uh, Jason and Rachel, they haven't been playing Destiny 2 as much. They've taken a break from it. They want to play other stuff. So, I mean, I kind of mm-hmm. feel that. So, All right. And then for news, I do have some up, smaller updates on some games that got announced or got release dates. So kind of cover these real quickly on here. Um, surprising to me, Arc System Works have announced a collection called the Double Dragon and Kunio-kun Retro Brawler Bundle, which is coming out on February 20th. will be out um, this upcoming uh, what, Tuesday on there. And wait, what's the 20th? God, today's the 16th. So that's going to come out on Thursday. So, mm-hmm. But uh, we're looking at a collection of 18 different titles, including Double Dragon, Double Dragon 2 and 3, um, some games like Renegade, Super Dodgeball, River City Ransom on there, and then... Uh, 11 Kunio Kun games that have never been released in the U.S. being translated into English and uh, basically released with this collection, including looks like hockey games, some soccer games, some fighting games, and so on and so forth. Um, a couple of dodgeball games, it looks like, in here mm-hmm. on that. So, you know, all these games, I'm assuming, were f- released for like a Famicom, Super Famicom on there um looks like no actually all the all 11 kunio kun games according to the article are from the famicom so they're all 8-bit um you know river city ransom river city ransom based like uh, 8-bit games from that era so i'll be really curious to see this collection i don't know if either of you two are going to pick it up or take a look at it or not Uh, it just depends on the price for me, at least. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not sure. I have to look at it. Uh, you gonna pick it up, Kev? I have the. Am I coming through? Okay. Yeah, we got you. Hey, oh, oh, okay, okay. My my microphone was cracking or something. I hope that didn't come through. But 
yeah, I have uh, the Double Dragons on NES. And uh, looking at the art, it looks like yeah, these are NES ports or Famicom ports, as you were just saying. So yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Do I really want to play NES Double Dragon? Uh, it was fun, but because it it, <laughs> it depends on that price. Uh, it depends on the know. price. Yeah. yeah, there's no no price. I have not seen this up on either storefront as of yet, so we'll have to kind of take a wait and see. I'm gonna definitely throw on my wish list though, that's for mm-hmm. sure. So, all right. And another game I wasn't aware of that was uh, being worked on that's coming out day and date, uh, both in Japan and the U.S. is a game called Katakami, Katana Kami. If I can enunciate my words properly. <laughs> On here, a way of the samurai story. On there, it's coming out digitally for PS4 and Switch, and also on PC. It's coming out on February 20th as well. On there, uh, it's coming out for 30 bucks. On there, it's being published by Spike Chunsoft and being developed by Acquire. On there, so if you've played games in the way of the samurai series before on PS2, PS3, this is a kind of pseudo sequel to that. Looking at the game, though, it is is a roguelike mystery dungeon game based in the way of the samurai universe on there. So when I've seen the gameplay, it's interesting to me because I do like a roguelike every now and then. So I'm definitely going to throw this on my wish list. So we'll have to see. I'm just hoping, you know, they do way of the samurai five at some point. Um, bring that out for modern consoles. It's been a, been a minute since I played a good samurai game and especially games in this series. I enjoyed quite a bit on that so definitely keep an eye out for that uh also a uh, game we talked about off and on i have not had a chance to play yet but the remnant from the ashes is getting a physical release uh, finally on there it's going to be out on march 17th being published by thq nordic on there so it's available for uh, playstation 4 xbox one and pc on there, the physical versions are going to come out for the consoles, of course. So that's going to be out uh, on March 17th. The retail price on that is going to be 39.99. On there, I know I've been interested in checking this out. I know it's on Games Pass. I have not checked it out yet. Any interest in this, guys? Um, I play. Oh, go, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Kev. I played it at Damon's in my friend Damon's house. Um, it's okay. Um, I don't know if it's it's a game that I need to that I I just can't I don't I don't think it's something that I would really be drawn into though. Um, for whatever reason, it didn't it didn't quite grab my grab my attention uh, the way I the way I kind of hoped it would. But I, it's cool that it's coming out physically for those who for whatever reason missed out on the digital download and would prefer a physical copy. You know, it caught my eye a bit because it's like a game I've been meaning to check out. But, uh, you know, the $40 digital price is just a little bit prohibitive for me, especially if I didn't like the game or whatnot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a lot. So, you know, I'm going to make it a point to get it downloaded on Games Pass. That way I'll try to check it out before it's released physically or, you know, check it out after it's released. Hopefully it's not a low print run because a lot of times with these games, Especially now, this is the year that the new consoles are being released. Is that you're not finding a lot of uh, of orders for these particular games? Like you know, retailers like GameStop and Best Buy, they're going to only order enough to 
basically satisfy any people that want the game when it first comes out and then from there not be stuck with uh, a lot of copies they have to blow out later or whatnot. So that's why, especially now, it's very important, especially if you want something that's niche or a little bit uh, you know, out of the ordinary to be able to pre-order and get day and date on that. So. Mm-hmm. And another game that uh, you know it's been talked about, but the new and new as far as it coming out, um, Soccer Wars from Sega has been announced for the West. It was announced for the West previously, but uh, they did announce a release date. It's going to be out on uh, April the twenty eighth. On there, it's going to be released physically and digitally. On there, um, if you're not familiar with the series, the series is basically a game that started on the Saturn back in Japan on there and it's a japanese rpg uh that kind of has some aspects of um of like a, a visual novel game on there so you basically play as a, um, a group of characters in a, a particular um division uh, armored division there's a lot of mechs in this game but it's based like in 19 1920 japan on there and you play in a the theater group as well on there so a lot of male and female interactions going on back and forth on that so uh, a lot of cool mechs too on there kind of retro styled mechs on there and they kind of did this as a reboot of the series on that so and only like one of the games have been released in the west so far it was a a game that was released for the ps2 and for the wii on there so this game really hasn't had a lot of exposure in the west and so it is definitely i took a look at the gameplay and the definitely am interested in it and uh, did pre-order it so i'll definitely let you guys know how it goes on there i don't know if this series has caught your eye or this is the first you've heard of it or not but uh just want to make a note of it at least I've, so i've heard of secure wars um i've heard of the uh manga and that's why i'm kind of like huh um so i don't really know much about it uh what is the play style like um, it's half like visual novel, so there's a lot of story and back and forth. I know they um, was well, I was watching some of the gameplay too, and it looks like the gameplay is going to be an action RPG, but you're playing in mechs basically. So hmm. on that, so there's a lot of like you know back and forth as far as like a lot of hit points going back and forth, and I'm not sure if doesn't look like it's turn based. It looks like it's definitely an action game on there so it might be something that might catch your eye a little bit kev on there i was just watching some of the gameplay right now for this game and you're in the mech and you're you know moving across the battlefield hacking and slashing basically so yeah i'd have i'll have to um take a look at the gameplay yeah i'm sure the anime aspect probably be something that you would enjoy as well even though i don't know how discerning you are in your anime or not so well, I I still watch Dragon Ball, so I'm not very discerning at all. Um, <laughs> it, it, but you know, it, it it it's when I buy a game, it's a game first, and you know, visual novel is a great way to make me pass on a game mm. uh, because I buy a game to play it, not to read it. But uh, that you know, that's just me. Um, so I'll have to take a look at the gameplay, and if there, if I feel there's enough of a hook. With the gameplay, then yeah, I'll probably wind up checking it out. Oh, you could always, like Desmond says, play it at my house. Play it at your house. <laughs> All right. And then last but not least, uh, uh, there's a particular game uh, called Below that was just released for the Xbox One last year. Capybara Games uh, has announced that they're going to be releasing it for the PlayStation 4 
on there. They're also uh, doing a new mode called Explore with the game as well on there, and it's going to be changing some of the rules of the game. So I was definitely interested in this game. I downloaded it on Games Pass. I didn't play it all that much on there, but it's something where they're adding this extra mode to the game, and so I'm definitely going to be taking a look at this on the PlayStation and see, and I know the other two versions are also going to get the explore mode as well on there. So it's going to be out this spring. Uh, and then if you own it on Xbox One or PC, the explore mode will come for free on that. So no uh, hint as far as any sort of uh, physical release. But uh, I know that game that you've been playing on IR- Apple Arcade does, is, this is by the same developers. So well, That's awesome. And that's all the news I have this week, gentlemen. Well, that's great. Cool. All right, good deal. All right, so uh, since news is wrapped up, we're going to go into our et cetera section. We're going to talk about game night on air. We ran our first game night for a while, and we did it on Thursday as opposed to Saturday on there. And I think this is going to be a day that we're going to kind of lean on from here on out. This is something we did previously. Thursday, so I think it will work out. I know we got raz- I got Raz a little bit because even though we were supposed to start at six, I was still like finishing out my dinner and then didn't get right on at six. So, but uh, I'll be working a different shift now at work. I'll be off of work by two thirty, so I will definitely be on at six. So Thursday is nine p.m. Eastern, six p.m. Pacific. Uh, PSN, of course. Um, if you want guys want to play either on the Switch or on Xbox. One, definitely let us know. We might switch it up and either do individual game nights on those consoles on separate days, or uh, if need be, we'll alternate our Thursday game night for different platforms if the need comes up. If you're going to check out Snack World or check out Fantasy Star Online 2, might be something that we could do for you on there. But in games we were interested in playing, at least... uh, as point of reference, Division 2, Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, Zombie Army 4, Dauntless, Warhammer Vermintide 2 is another game that we all bought and wanted to play multiplayer. So if you're definitely interested in playing any of those games or anything else you might want to think of, just definitely let us know on that. We'll kind of cover our contact information on that. But the, anything uh, game night-wise or podcast-wise will be available from our Twitter handle at the gaming vessels on Twitter on that. We also do have a Facebook account, which we do tweet out our um, tweet out. We message out <laughs> our episodes on Facebook as well. Thanks to Des, of course. So, Woo-hoo. all right. And um, Kevin, where can the fine people find you on the interwebs? Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation, I am Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. Xbox is Shonuff071, again, same spelling with 071. And on Steam, I am Shonuff71. Des, where where can they find you at? Well, you can find me at Twitter at uh, the Nemo Six, spelled out T H E N E M O S I X. I don't tr- I don't uh, check it all the time, but you definitely can do it. <laughs> um, and you can also find me on um, 
the uh, PSN under Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. Um, if you want to be my friend, that's fine. Just um, say, let you heard us from um, Gaming Vessels. Uh, that way I know you're not a bot or a scammy or anything like that. So just, you know, do that. It's for the best. Um, yeah. Uh, Joe, where can folks find you? All right. On Twitter, I am under the handle Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N. G-U-L, um, as far as PSN, on Steam, on Nintendo Network, I am under the username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. Um, as far as on Xbox, I am uh, Kamunagara, same spelling, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A, 6995 on there. So. Also, yeah, if you want to be our friends on, uh, on uh, um, Nintendo uh, just DM us your friend codes on Twitter or, or shoot us an email and we'll, uh, you know, as long as you're a real person, we'll add your friend's code too. That way we can play some of these Nintendo games as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're definitely talking to Des before the start of the show, but, uh, there's enough need, especially with Nintendo network and not being able to chat on certain games. Uh, we might look into getting a discord server up at least so that we could, at least chat during playing switch online games and whatnot. You know, I think even though there's an app you could download on your phone, I think, you know, it's kind of obtrusive <laughs> a bit, but uh, we'll have to see and all that business goes. If anyone has any advice, if you have experiences with uh, discord, just definitely let us know on there. You know, if there's enough need, we might even start a discord gaming vessels channel for you guys out there to kind of communicate and talk back and forth. It'd be kind of cool. So, but, uh, if we have nothing else to add, that does it for season six, episode four, gentlemen. So, yeah. All right. So we'll holla at you next time. Peace. 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 Peace.